My guest today is Christopher, a teacher at two universities in Japan where he has lived half his life. He has a wife and two sons. He also has a PhD in child and adolescent development, minor in psychology, but before that studied art. Christopher has a blog and YouTube channel and several large Facebook pages. Welcome to Repairing the World Tikkun Olam, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Thank you. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. So I know uh, we've talked a bit about peace and how to accomplish that, but how do you think each individual can contribute toward a more peaceful world? Um, great question. Uh, I think the main thing is for us to connect with the world in a spiritual way. And, um, and my thoughts on that is that science and the arts can assist with that, which is something Einstein also said and many other people. So a deeper spiritual connection with other people, with nature, and, and the whole universe. I mean, that was the message of Einstein, David Bohm, um, Martin Luther King, Thich Nhat Hanh. They've all kind of said the same thing. We, need, we, we are part of the whole. We're part of this universe. Mm -hmm. So if you feel a sense of connectedness to the whole, to the, to the universe and life, that changes you. That transforms your consciousness, basically. Do you think people who are agnostic and atheists can do that as well? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I was raised, my parents, my parents were both born Jewish, mm -hmm. and but they became agnostic and atheist, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they moved away. And I was not raised Jewish, actually. And my mm -hmm. mother called me Christopher. I think she kind of, she always saw Jesus as like a, a forgotten Jewish prophet. She, she's not a Christian, but um, I think, and I think Jesus should be reclaimed as the Jewish prophet that he is. Uh, right, by, right. By Jews. But, um, but not people who don't believe in God, you don't need God. I mean, the, the universe is amazing. Just looking at science, uh, connect with art, you know, Vincent Van Gogh's work is just about the beauty and look at a flower. You know, I mean, it's just amazing. You don't need, you don't even need to believe in God to feel a spiritual connection. What, okay, that's true. Uh, what about people that may be deeply divided because of their culture or their religion? How could they go about making peace? Or Well, I would say, you know, as you first mentioned, the first step is you connect yourself with nature, mm -hmm. with with what you believe or, or think about science and nature and the universe and look at evolution, study study closely. Um, I think it was um, Einstein said, look deeper into nature and you'll understand everything. So once you do that, you can go out, walk in the forest, walk in the trees and, and think about how you're part of this universe. I mean, our, our, the atoms in our body are billions of years old. It's, it's quite incredible. It's a complete mm. mystery as to how this was all done. Right. Um, because no one knows what was before the universe. It, it well, could have been God. I think, it could have been. Right. Um, yes. I think it is miraculous and everything. However, yeah. the stark reality, at least on our current level of existence in this world, you know, there are some people can't even enjoy nature. Maybe they don't have any nature in their neighborhood or, you know, I mean, not everybody is 
has the same, uh, what's the word, the same privileges. So, right, right. Well, but, you know, you can, like, okay, I live in a big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see in the background I've got giant buildings outside. And, you know, I, I don't have much nature where I live. Mm-hmm. I live in Fukuoka, Japan. Mm-hmm. And there's, but my wife has a flower garden. And it's mm-hmm. right out. I can see it here. I can see her flowers. And I can, I watch YouTube videos about, about science, about galaxies forming mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and supernovas. You can, you can, you can, con- you can read books. You can read books. There's a great book uh, called Galaxies I read a long time ago about the history of galaxies. And it's just amazing. Use your imagination. That's mm-hmm. a key thing. We have this imagination. And Einstein said that. Many people have said that. Use your imagination. Go in your own imagination and think about how you're connected to the universe. So even for people that are at war with each other, that you believe the imagination and the feeling of unity, like if, if that's possible, uh, oh, yeah. that can help like create more peace, even with really war-torn areas and things like that. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, using our imagination, for example, just look at the evidence, not only what the Bible says, the, te- the different books, mm-hmm. uh, the Quran, Bibles, the two texts, uh, but even history, we can see that we're one, we're all part of the family of Abraham. And if we go back, it all began there. Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, and all of us are part of this one family. And that family had some dysfunction too. I mean, wh- why really did did Abraham go off and try to kill one of his sons? Uh, in the Quran, they believe it was Ishmael. We believe it was Isaac. Abraham was stressed. I mean, he, his family was divided. I mean, I think the problem started there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we can, but we can use our imaginations to realize we're all one family. And you go back further, we all come from Africa. Right. Adam and Eve, you know, with the myth of Adam and Eve is actual reality. We all come from Africa, all humans are part of one tree of life. Right. I do. And Einstein talked about this. People should read Einstein. So why, if, if this is the case, why is there still, still so much, you know, conflict? The, the, the conflict is because people don't look at the whole. They mm-hmm. don't look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. They don't use their imaginations. They're focusing on what their tradition says or their culture says. In my, in my opinion, this is uh-huh. my opinion. Yeah. People are focused on the conflict itself. And also there's trauma. I right, mean, what happened right. in the Holocaust and mm-hmm. what just happened last the last couple of weeks with bombs being thrown at you. If mm-hmm. you're an Israeli, you fear and, and may hate the uh, Hamas and Palestinians. If you're in Gaza, you're going to fear and hate the Israelis who just bombed you. Mm-hmm. So... The, we're in tra- we're in a trauma. We all need like therapy. <laughs> oh, that brings me to my next question. Well, okay, it is okay. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, so I was going to ask you, like, what's in your eyes? What's the connection between mental health and conflict, or you know how? Uh, yeah, I mean that's it. Mental health is where the conflict is coming from, mm-hmm. and it's trauma. We're, we're traumatized from what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, both, and here's the thing that's strange for me, not strange, but it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. that the, the story that the Palestinians tell themselves is similar to the story the, 
the Jewish people have just experienced of being kicked out of, you know, where you should have been, sent away, uh, being, you know, knocked down and abused by a, a larger power. And so everyone's been traumatized in, in similar ways. And of course, the Holoc our Holocaust was worse um, with, with the millions being slaughtered as they were. But look at Yemen. I mean, and no one even talks about Yemen. Those are also our sisters and brothers. And they're being bombed by Saudi Arabia and, and Iran are fighting there. I mean, everyone, everyone's got to stop killing people. I mean, the, the, we're all told not to kill, and yet we do, you know. Right, uh, right. I don't, know, I don't know why we keep killing. I mean, and, and Abraham almost made that mistake. He almost killed his own son, and then God said, no, stop. Don't do that, you know. But anyway, get back to we've got this trauma, and our rabbis should be looking at this, and the imams, and they should be talking to each other, and people should be talking to each other and realize we're all traumatized. So we need mental health, not month. I mean, it should be endless. You know? Right, Everything. right, right. Not just one month. <laughs> well, no, uh, we need therapy, full time therapy. I just read this, talk about this really interesting article I wanted to share with you. Um, okay. It's about. It's written by a psychiatrist who was kind of disillusioned with the regular medications and treatments and kind of got involved with something a little experimental, but using MDMA to treat post-traumatic stress disorder. And he found it was like really effective. It was a, it, it's, very very interesting article i just wanted to bring that up yeah i i well uh you know gosh i would love to see an experiment i actually agree i think i think because th those those uh that chemical the mdma which mm -hmm. is also sound found in i think psilocybin uh the the mushroom or and lsd whatever i thought but, it was an ecstasy the, but but not the hallucination part this is the part that opens up the heart and opens yeah. up the imagination and i think it's i think it's uh, worth trying i mean yeah. i'd love i'd love to see them take some palestinians and israelis give them all mdma <laughs> and do a therapy session and videotape that it would be <laughs> i bet you you'd find you'd find people coming because you come you open your imagination Right. The sessions, instead so, of being an hour long, they're eight hours long. The session. Wow. Yeah, and right, they explore right. everything, right. the trauma. They explore the trauma, but instead of exploring it in a very stressed out way, the way they normally do, they explore right. it in a very calm, observant way. Oh, right. And, and they right. can work through I, it. It was very fascinating. I think it's fascinating. I think that's a great, you know, I would say. You know, and all you need to do is just try it with small groups mm -hmm. and and see how it works, and then videotape the people. If you maybe they don't want to be videotaped during, but afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, to interview the people, and I think you'll find those people open up. It, it does open you up to everything we're talking about. The, yeah, the, that that opens you up to this. Um, you don't need the the drug. The drug is not needed. I mean, all you have to do is open your heart, but mm -hmm. because of the trauma. Because of the trauma, it might be what some people need, you know, people with PTSD. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of people with PTSD in the world. Literally, it only took like two or three sessions, or maybe even one session in some cases, for people to go from like high level distress over their trauma to like almost non existent. 
Anyway, I, I just think yeah. it's really amazing. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. I'd love to see those trials done, and I'd love to see it done with people in war zones and people that hate each other. I think you're right. I think you're on something. <laughs> I mean, nobody should be forced to do it, obviously. They should be explained no, all the risks and... Volunteers, but, volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the latest thing I've looked into. Yeah, no, I think so. it's a great idea. I think, I think that, and, and you're right, because some of this trauma, some of this trauma is so deep. I mean, especially if, you know, we see this with soldiers, too. Anyone who, who was in the Iraq war as a soldier, Americans, mm -hmm. but also the victims of people... Iraqi re refugees, Syrian refugees. I mean, anyone who's a refugee who, who watched bombs fall and your children are almost killed or people in your family are killed, that's, that's deep trauma. And you need, you need deep therapy. Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So. Well, it's been really great talking with you today. Yes, definitely. Thank you for this. All right. Um, Ho hope to maybe do this again. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Um, bye bye. Okay. I just I, I wanted to talk to you. At